Hey, Aaron, how's it going? Fantastic. Hey, um, Internet. It's us. <laughs> we're here to do a show and tell. It's it's not Phil and Lamore. We tricked you. Uh, we, we're, we're guest hosts this evening. Uh, how's things going over there, Aaron? Things are going great. Lots of projects happening. Lots of excitement. Uh, it's cool. springtime and summertime and everything's everything's going crazy. The weather is bonkers here in California. Uh, it's gray here and then it's sunny and then it's raining and then it's gray again. It's very strange. Uh, but what I wanted to talk about more than the weather was a project that you and Melissa worked on. So I'm going to bring Melissa on uh, and love to hear about what you guys have been up to. All right. <laughs> so um, I'm going to start because I've got the project right here with me. So Melissa and I have been working really hard on this and we made a magical item. <laughs> <laughs> magic book that uh that that tells endless stories um, let me just do a little demo here so uh i'm gonna click this button right here tell me a story about show and tell Oh, you know what? I think it went real fast this time. So we might not have it working. I might give it one more try. And I think I, I thought I heard some other audio and then. Yeah. Um, so what this book is doing is it is listening to me talk. Um, and then it goes to the internet and it goes to chat GPT and chat GPT takes the prompt that I spoke out loud and it creates a story. That's um, and it tells me a story of, you know, about 800 words long or whatever you, we decide you can set different prompts and that kind of thing. Um, and uh, I built the whole thing into this really cool old leather bound book Beautiful. that I found up in uh, this crazy old abandoned paper mill up in the California. <laughs> it was uh, on a shelf of books that were all moldering and falling apart and being eaten by rats and rain. And wow. so I rescued it and uh, carved out the inside and put this beautiful project inside. Um, a lot of the artwork I designed on Midjourney AI, which seemed appropriate to me. And uh, and then Melissa did a whole lot of the code, and it looks like we've crashed here. Yeah, um, it looks like it crashed it there. Like it so I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and turn it on and off and see if we can get it started. So Melissa, what is the foundation of it tech-wise? What are you running in there? Um, it's running on Pygame, and basically what we've created is it's essentially an ebook reader because it goes and formats the text and draws it out all out into paragraphs and everything. And so uh, it takes, it uses speech recognition to get the text and then it sends that over through Whisper to actually recognize what you're saying, which is from OpenAI as well. And then it sends that, it, it, it adds that to a, a pre-made prompt that we uh, came up with through trial and error and uh, actually generates the story and then it'll go ahead and display it. And then I created some buttons to uh, go and navigate through there. And Aaron did pretty much all the graphics uh, through Midjourney, I believe. And... All right, so, now I was just listening while you were talking just then, Melissa. So <laughs> I think, uh, yeah, I actually started this up when we were kind of backstage before the show and JP was talking about an uh, audio modulator or something and I, I ended up with a story about that. I had a crash because I wanted to show you guys that. So uh, we'll have to see what, uh, what it comes up with here. 
Um, I did yeah. decorate the cover pretty. I used a, an orin from the Never Ending Story, uh, which I created uh, and put one on the spine as oh, well. Oh, pretty. Uh, this used to be a book of poetry by Sir Thomas More. That's him right there mm -hmm. um, from the 1800s. So it was really difficult to like cut into this thing with a bandsaw band sure. and, uh, and destroy it. But I think we probably improved it. Uh, Had to happen. Yeah. It's taken a while there. Oh, here we it's are. Actually good. There it goes. The mischievous mirror. manner or mirror. A mischievous mirror, that's what it says. Okay. Once upon a time in a far off land, there was a kingdom ruled by a wise and just king named Arthur. He was beloved by his people and had a reputation for being fair and kind. So the story is generally, I don't know, about five minutes long. I can uh, touch, we have a little touch screen here so I can page through the story um, and go back and forward to read earlier stories from the same session. Um, there is a cool little magnetic clasp on here so that when I close the book, it goes to sleep, oh, that's which great. is really neat. Um, I've got a charging port on the bottom and an on-off switch on the side so that we can uh, we can keep this thing running for a good long time. It is mm -hmm. a really, really cool little device. Oh, that's gorgeous. Uh, really and cool. Then, yeah, we have a guide uh, out or about out for it. It's almost done here. Uh, I don't think it's been made live yet, but um, do you want to show them like the how you exit? Yeah, so um, we built a little Easter egg in here. So uh, if you do want to uh, reboot or you want to change the Wi-Fi or something like that, you can close the cover. If you close the cover three times within five seconds, then it will actually exit the script and you can use your pie uh, in, uh, in other ways. So it's a, it's a really cool device. Um, and another cool feature is that we have, uh, Moses added a, uh, a file called Book Prompt. So you can go in there and you can give it prerequisite prompts. Mm -hmm. It can always use your child's name as the star, for example. If you tell it every single story is about a little girl named, you know, Erin, then uh, every story will come out like that. And I've done some interesting nice. stuff. Um, it is really smart. Uh, my the, One of the most interesting ones is I got a, a story about the history of Bitcoin written in iambic pentameter. You know, you can do it in uh, I mean, couplets. You can do it in the style of Neil Gaiman. You know, or Dr. Seuss. I was getting That's brand perfect. new Dr. Seuss stories coming out of this thing. Um, wow. It's really powerful. Like, it's really surprisingly powerful and magical and just endless stories. As many as I can possibly ever come up with. So Really cool. Really, really, really cool. Well, yeah. I'm looking forward to checking out the guide so I can at least try it on just a, you know, Raspberry Pi with, uh, with minimal hardware and maybe not an 18th century book. Um, but it's tempting yeah. to build the full thing because that looks beautiful. Really, it great. really is the never-ending story. Yeah. Awesome. Well, thanks for coming on, Melissa. Aaron and I are going to go check out some other people's projects now. So let's see. Next up, whoops. Sorry, were you? Oh, uh, I say thank you. Sorry to cut you off. Okay, thanks a lot. All right. Uh, next on, let's bring on Jepler. Hello. I'm actually just snooping on that guide since I have uh, oh. behind the scenes access on Learn. Um, mm -hmm. I love that logo on the front, the fact that it's in the, the Python blue and yellow colors of the real Python logo. So I thought that was cool. Anyway, I have uh, a board here with an RP2040. And if you want to bring it up, bring up my screen share, I'm going to plug it in. So a couple of weeks ago, um, I talked about how I got a real vintage CPM machine. But uh, maybe y'all don't want one of those because it weighs as much as a boat anchor and makes as much noise as a <laughs> dishwasher. 
So uh, the idea here is you can emulate CPM on an RP2040. This is using a project called Run CPM, mm -hmm. and that is uh, originally by Machba, the Borg, and uh, somebody by the name of Huido Levaller has ported it to RP2040. And then I've made some adaptations so that it works just based on the internal flash storage of the of the Raspberry Pi Pico. Mm -hmm. uh, I guess that's this little chip here, rather than requiring an SD card. So uh, you can emulate multiple drives, and I need to get the correct window up here. So here like, are the standard CPM utilities. But on the B drive, we have Zork. Ooh. And anyway, so it's like the original Zork that you would have run on a home computer in the 80s. That's great. And I actually don't know much about Zork, but I have figured out how to get a jeweled egg. So here's I thought a, that was pretty a, cool. There's an Easter egg. I played a lot of Zork, and I think this is in this one. Try just typing X, Y, Z, Z, Y. I'm not sure what that's supposed to do, but... No, there's some wizard that, that's involved with this, and yeah. uh, there are a few of these mysterious things that happen throughout that uh, that are creepy, and and uh, I've never understood the meaning of those letters. But yeah. They're there. Good. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot There's a lot of lore to it, apparently. Um, and I knew about it when I was a kid, but I was not systematic enough to figure out how to be good at it. Also, it's actually really slow on the real hardware because every time you type a command, it'll like read the disk for five seconds. And it's kind of annoying. <laughs> this is really super snappy. Uh, That's great. Yeah. So the hope is next. Uh, Paint Your Dragon did all this stuff to support the video connector, mm -hmm. uh, both on this and on the Adafruit uh, Feather that has the, the video out connector. And so I'd like to make this come out not onto the computer via mm -hmm. a serial port, but to, to work on the you know, just so you could hook it up to any monitor, and that yeah. would be one more step towards having just a whole computer system. That, um, yeah, yeah, that, that runs independently of a quote real computer. Right. So, anyway, just having a lot of fun learning about CPM, and yeah. I've never touched CPM. You can't exit. Uh, yeah, it's it's like before. It's like if they only had twenty percent of DOS, that's what CPM is. And, <laughs> <laughs> is so it, anyway, is it the right twenty percent, uh, and it's, so it's pretty so good. With some of your plans for using the HDMI or the DVI output, yeah. uh, you also have some plans for input. Yeah, so we talked about some possibilities for that. We might uh, put a USB host feather next to it, um, so mm -hmm. and then somehow have the have the two boards talk to each other, That's or right. wire up a PS2 keyboard. We don't know yet. I'm more interested in getting the display going because I think. That's just a lot more exciting. I haven't done a project with the the DVI out yet, so mm -hmm. that should be fun. Really cool. And We're looking forward to yeah. seeing that. I will drop a link to my version of this uh, project. It's on GitHub, mm -hmm. um, just in case anybody's interested. This is what it can do so far, and yeah. I had a lot of fun today playing with it. Really impressive. Thanks so much, Jeff. All right. Y'all have a good one. All right. Uh, let's see who is up next. Uh, how about Liz? Bring Liz on here. Hello. Hello. Hey. Hey. Uh, so I've started playing with um, SynthIO with uh, this project here, which uses our new um, ANO rotary encoders um, that are Stemmer QT. Because uh, uh, Lady Ada was like, why don't you make a synth with them? Uh, so uh, I'm going to plug in the speaker. Um, Uh, can you hear that? Yes. Okay. Uh, so what it's doing right now is there's four synth voices. 
Um, and they're all playing random notes in a triad. So, and sometimes the speaker can get a little crackly. Um, I'm gonna unplug it actually. Um, so, uh, and what they're doing is they're playing with a uh, Euclidean rhythms and Euclidean rhythms. It's this um, mathematical way of distributing beats evenly over. Um, so, for example, like if you had four beats over four. Uh, over eight possible notes, um, distributing them so that they come up um, evenly. Mm -hmm. uh, so in here, um, I can go to the Euclidean mode and I can change the number of beats uh, or I can increase the number of um, possible iterations. Um, mm -hmm. And I've also got um, beat division going, cool. um, ADSR will be coming, <laughs> and then BPM. Uh, and so then for the actual chords, I can go up in the circle of fifths because um, that's kind of a fun way to modulate. I thought that could be a neat way for um, people to have um, stuff that sounds good. Um, so right now I just have um, four note, uh, four chords in there, but um, they will eventually go all the way around. Um, so kind of in the beginning stages, and I need to um, figure out why the speaker keeps crackling. Mm -hmm. um, but uh, this will be a learn guide um, probably in the next week or two. It's all using really synth.io. Cool. Yeah. It's a great looking synth. Uh, I think people are going to freak out when they see that. Yeah. It's like the biggest, weirdest click wheel iPad that never existed. Exactly. Yeah. And this sheet is actually 3D printed, just really thin. Um, and I was adjusting it um, so that it would fit on the bed of my uh, Ender 3. <laughs> so hopefully. <laughs> Printing it all diagonally. And... Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's and the great. reason, uh, one thing I wanted to quickly mention, the reason why this one looks a little weird is because it's actually on the same I squared C address as the matrix. Um, mm -hmm. So I was concentrating on the I squared C addresses of the alphanumeric, but I didn't realize they were on the same. So right now, this um, chip is actually getting the same commands oh, as the matrix. <laughs> so I need to fix the. That's just built in there. glitch art. You've got. Right. I was like, <laughs> it looks cool, though, for show and tell. So I'll it, it totally right does. Yeah, alien, <laughs> alien numbers and letters. Uh, yeah, I really <laughs> want to play with all the wheels. <laughs> yeah. Like... Good time. That's great. Yeah. Well, we're looking forward to that. Uh, looking forward Thank to you. more demos and a guide. Thanks, Liz. Thank you. Have a good one. All right, next up, we have Noe. Hey, what's up, folks? Can you hear me OK? Mm -hmm. All right. Um, yeah, so I want to talk about last week's project. It's this 3D printed replica of the Spaceship Earth from Disney World's Epcot. I kind of have my Epcot shirt as well. Ooh, yeah. Uh, but I want to give a shout out um, to Erin, because she introduced me to WLED, which is a really cool piece of software that um, works uh, with the ESP32 chipsets. So all the LED animations are running off of WLED. It's running off of a Cutie Pie Pico and uh, the NeoPixel uh, BFF driver board because it has the, the five volt level shifter thing. Um, but yeah, there's uh, 156 NeoPixels that are hot glued to all of these little holes. Uh, so the dome is all 3D printed without any supports. And it's, uh, it's two halves that are just attached together with these magnets. Um, yeah, it's, it was really cool playing with WLED because it's super easy to install. And there's like a butt ton of different uh, animations that have their own individual sliders and things. Um, because it's on the, the ESP32, um, they have like a, a mobile UI. So it's running a web server. Uh, so you can kind of make your own little dot local host name. So I have mine called Epcot Ball dot local. Mm. And mm -hmm. you can take all of those effects and create your own playlist. So I have my little a little nighttime show Epcot playlist. So there's so many effects. I haven't even 
played with all of them because there's just too many of them. <laughs> uh, but I'm really liking the swirly cool. ones. And there's this one called like the 2D uh, firework. Um, and I just love how you can like swirl around and kind of I didn't really do any like pixel mapping or anything like that. Uh, we were we were planning to do that, but it just made a lot more sense just to use WLED. Yeah, it works out um, well. Yeah, and I just have the NeoPixels like going in a spiral, and that mm -hmm. seems to make pretty decent typology. So I didn't have to worry about mapping all the pixels. I was checking the out one. this this guide. This guide is excellent, and if people haven't, they should go check it out just to see what it looks like wired on uh, before you put it together because the. The wiring oh, right. of some NeoPixels yeah, and like little loops uh, looks actually really cool. Yeah, it's these soft NeoPixel strands. So they have like these flexible enamel coated wires. So they're really flexible. I think they're about a millimeter to a part. So you have a lot of wiggle room to kind of mold them and shape them into whatever uh, shape you want. Mm -hmm. uh, but the, the Spaceship Earth is a pretty cool structure. Um, the original one is like a... Uh, a V8, I believe. This is a V4. That's like the the tight the the amount of uh, triangles basically that that mm -hmm. are across the geodesic sphere, mm -hmm. and the uh, the pillars. It actually has these real pillars in the actual traction, and that like helped it be the support. So I didn't have to use support. So okay. it's like the supports are the supports. If that mm -hmm. makes sense. Yeah. Um, and then the the last thing I had in here was just I, I used one of the USB-C breakouts so that it reroutes the USB port so I can have it here instead of having to like figure out how to um, mount the Cutie Pie. Because the Cutie Pie doesn't have any mounting holes, but mm -hmm. the USB-C breakout does. So I just have two oh, screws. Yeah, yeah, so it's just two screws and everything else is like Great. magnets. So um, really cool. it's it just about fits, uh, you know, like a 200 by 200 millimeter printer. So most printers are, are probably that size these mm -hmm. days. Um, and it's just like 24 hours or something to print. So it's, it's a pretty big print. But um, I posted the, the CAD files on printables, and somebody has already posted that they, they made it. They're just waiting on the electronics. So shout out to Oh, that that's person. great. That's exciting. Yeah, so, yeah, so hopefully more people make it. And uh, check out the Cutie Pies and the, the WLED. I'm going to be using that for like yeah. all, of my, all of my new Pixel projects. It's got to be oh. WLED now because it's just yeah. such yeah. a... Just as cool. Piece of, I feel like I'm never coding again now that I code. All right. Awesome. One tip that I've I've been playing with WLED for a really long time. It's really cool to set a uh, very dim background color on some of these oh, animations okay. and then run the animations over the top of that. So maybe play oh, with that. Yeah. Ooh, yeah. It does a good job of blending them too. Like you mm -hmm. can tell it how how long you want the blend to be, the transition. Really, really cool stuff. Awesome. Um, yeah, check out the guide so uh, folks can uh, can see the whole the whole guide on how to set up uh, WLED. It's kind of easy, so yeah, perfect, cool, awesome. All right, thanks, Noah. All right, Noah. All right. great Bye. job, beautiful Epcot ball. Uh, all right, let's see. Next up, we've got Scott coming on. Hello, how's it going? Good. How you doing? Um, I wanted to do one quick update on. Sorry, switch. Turn that off for a second. Uh, I showed this last week, and it's still not quite long enough. Um, this is my weather display that I've got sitting here, and I just I wanted to show that I added uh, sunrise, sunset times, along mm. with high and low temperatures, um, and the high and low temperatures shift during like when they actually occur along mm -hmm. the timeline, and then the days along the the days for the new week or for the That's rest cool. of the week are correct now too. Yeah. Uh, but the thing that I really should show is. My USB cables are just not quite long enough. <laughs> um, this is the prototype bus pirate that Amor put together. Um, it's running RP2040. 
and she says the hardware is pretty much done, so we've got to get the software going. Mm -hmm. uh, so I've been playing with that, and now show my screen. Um, the thing that I've been working on, and you can see here, is uh, now that I have the actual hardware, it enables you to turn like the power supply off and on. So now the you can see that the two top LEDs there are lit as well. That's the mm -hmm. five volt and the three volt LEDs to tell you it's on. And then if, if I hit W and then I turn them off, there's also a mode LED, which I can't type with while holding it up. Um, I'm just working on the spy mode um, here. So I'll just use all the defaults. And now I'm in spy mode. And now there's a separate red, red LED there to say like you're in a, a mm -hmm. mode that could be driving the pins. Mm -hmm. um, otherwise, when you're in the like default state, which you can do by default, then it'll be off, and that means that the pins aren't aren't doing anything right now. And your That's power is the power you're turning on and off is to supply to that IDC connector, which is where you're probing right. something. Yep. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So uh, my plan tomorrow is to like hook up a flash chip and uh, be able to like poke the data on the flash chip itself mm -hmm. all from the bus pirate and it's like um like transaction thing um i can't make up but it has this weird like oh, I'm, I'm not, uh, you can you there's like some characters you can do to like read things and stuff mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um, I just crashed it, so it's not working. <laughs> cool. Um, you can type that sort of thing to like read ten bytes, for example, mm -hmm. over spy. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. Snazzy. Well, you've got, your, you've got your task uh, ahead of a, you here. For... Yeah, there's my error that stopped it from working. <laughs> <laughs> so I'll go fix that. Very cool. Thanks for bringing that on, Scott. Thanks, we'll see you later. Okay, uh, let's see. We've got uh, about eight minutes, so if everyone can do about a couple minutes on their projects, uh, we'll start with Sir Prince a lot, Kevin here. Hey, Kevin. Hello, hello. So uh, I made uh, this sign for my uh, little girl, um, and I used the NRF52 uh, board, and then I programmed it, and it can go through different oh, nice. animations. And um, the really nice thing I did with it's uh, I mainly use it as a nightlight for her. Uh, Alexa, turn off Kara. Okay. Nice. So nice I have a, uh, in that closet, I have um, a smart switch and then that's connected to a, a PSU for five volts. And then I ran it through my attic up mm -hmm. and down through the wall and it goes right into that. That was the first thing I noticed that I was so impressed with is that you uh, actually integrated the wiring into your wall, which looks yeah. so great. <laughs> I had to get a little bore scope just so I could, because I didn't want a big hole in my wall. So I had uh -huh. to find the wire that I ran through the attic oh, and pulled yeah. it back. Great job. Yep. Yeah, that is the, definitely the trickiest bit about LED wall art. So oh, yeah. <laughs> that was fantastic. I bet she loves it. Yeah, she she's about a month old, so oh. Oh. <laughs> she probably loves it anyway. Like that. Well, congratulations. The, the nightlight aspect is super super clutch. And so uh, turn on Kara. Oh. Oh, no, it gives me some uh, flack every now and then, but I I just push the uh, manual switch in there. But yep, that's mine. <laughs> Beautiful, great job, love it. Thanks so much for bringing that on. Yep. All right, uh, next up we got Delchi. Hello. 
Hi. Hi there. So I have an update on my project from last week, and it's an amazing, amazing update. This is a craft access terminal. Uh, some people refer to it as a dog bone or a bone. Back yeah. in the good old days of uh, POTS telephone systems, linemen would carry these, and they would hook up into the phone and install a phone inside your house. This one was unique because it had a 300-baud modem in it, and you could actually contact the switch and provision from the pole without having to go through waiting and all that. Mm -hmm. Unfortunately, now they're pretty much useless. So I was looking at it, and I was looking at my Pi portal, and I noticed something. The display screen is the exact same size as the Pi portal. So what I did was I got out my tinkering tools and my tonkering tools, and I wrote a bunch of code, and I ended up using the original touchpad oh, cool. that came with it. And I now have a working tone generator sort of kind of butt set made from a no longer useful piece of equipment. Great it job, that's cool. The original, I don't know if you can hear it, it's actually sending out the tones. Yeah. It's using a GPIO extender board so that I can use all the pins. And it's telling me which pin it pressed and what DTMF tone it's making. And there's a touchscreen button there that will, once I get the code working, do funny tricks like the 2600 hertz and the blue box and right. so on and so on. Um, it's not battery powered yet because my batteries haven't arrived. But uh, it was a lot of code writing uh, in CircuitPython and a lot of help from the community folks. But Great it, job on that. Really nicely done. That is wild. I hope to have that clipped to my side when I go to DEF CON this year. Ah, good, good. That'll, that'll impress people. Really nice work. Thanks, Delchi. Cheers. Looks great. That's cool. I love uh, it. All right. Build stuff into old stuff. When I'll show this on my show tomorrow, but when I added some LEDs to this uh, toy, just the fact that they made this uh, red translucent plastic, there's so much of it that it just diffuses things so well, better than kind of anything I would just hack together. Um, using manufactured stuff, there's, there's a lot of advantages. All right. Uh, so last up, we'll bring on DJ Devin3. Hello. My first thought, Delchi, was don't show that to JP. He's going to want to turn it into a synthesizer. <laughs> uh, I just have some nudes. It's not not much of a, a demo here. Um, but what I thought was pretty was the, the nudes in the mason jar. Mm -hmm. And so what's better than nudes in a mason jar? Nudes in a bottle. <laughs> That that's pretty much all I got. Oh, this oh that's why. Um, brain, this is running from a coin cell, three volt, volt coin cell. Huh? Uh, and I did a battery life test. This has been running for over forty hours. Oh, that's great. So just from a three volt battery, um, which would, I wanted to do a realistic real world test, so I did that as well as these are, uh, light. These are running from uh, six volts. So this is two three volt coin cells in, inside mm -hmm. of here that are running all of that um, in there. So those are all in series. Those are all two in series and they're all chained together and shrink wrapped like uh, kind of mm -hmm. like dreads. 
Um, so you can do a whole bunch uh, this way, but they do run out of power much faster that mm -hmm. way. Mm -hmm. Versus this way, three volts, 48 hours pretty much. Yeah, that's really good. So that's all I got was just uh, a real world test because that question comes up so often. So I wanted yeah. to like put that one to rest and just have some video evidence. Look, they actually run that long. Yeah. This <laughs> is really it. relevant in Aaron's world with the types yeah. of gigs. I've been putting these in, in necklaces and uh, I'd made just LED necklaces with the NeoPixels inside before and a little LiPo batteries. And these are just, I, they're blowing them out of the water. I can wear this mm. all week. I can wear it all night. It's never going to yep. run out. They're, they're yep. really cool. The, and these have an on-off switch, so you can flip that on-off. And mm -hmm. since it lasts for like 24 to 48 hours, if you only, I don't know, go to a party or something, you're only going to get Halloween. Well, you only need that to work for like two to three hours on Halloween. Shut it off. You can literally reuse that for like five Halloweens in a row. <laughs> <laughs> they last a much longer time. And oh, I, have, I have some charts. They're boring charts, but they're charts. So this is basically the power profile, and that is a brand new nude versus <laughs> one that's been running for 35 plus hours. Mm -hmm. So the milliamps just drop off. Mm -hmm. The current consumption drops off, but it doesn't like hard cut off at mm -hmm. 2.0 at two volts. Mm -hmm. It will, so it runs out just like a glow stick. That's that's how. Mm. It, yeah, it's basically a an electronic glow stick. Cool. A skinny, flexible, electronic glow stick. Yep, great yeah. for necklaces and things like that. I had a thought of, well, what if you chain 30 of them together? And I was like, you're going to get up to 100 volts. Like, you can't really do that. <laughs> you know? So you will like. hit, you will hit, exactly. You will hit some kind of limit at some at some point. But maybe. All uh, right. Okay, well, JP, <laughs> that's your territory. I will, I will set my house on fire trying to do that. You go for it. <laughs> Don't do it. Thanks. Thanks, DJ Devin3. Yep. Have a great night. All right. Well, we are all done. We got to hand this off to Phil Lamore for Ask an Engineer. Uh, Aaron, thanks for co-hosting. Thanks, everyone, for bringing on your super cool projects. It's great to see all that good stuff. Uh, and we will uh, sign off. Bye-bye. Thanks so much.